Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. One of the things that we hope that every leader strives to do, whether they're brand new in leadership or they are <laughs> well seasoned, so to so to speak, is really to think about some things you can do to continue to strengthen your leaderships. One of the taglines we added on uh, to the company this year was "Never stop learning." never stop learning. So let me add a a tagline for leaders. Never stop strengthening your leadership skills. I'm going to chat and give you probably four or five uh, strategies that you can really use to strengthen your leadership skills. Because here's the thing, being a boss or manager or supervisor doesn't make you a great leader. Anyone, sad to say, But it happens. We know it does. But anyone can get a promotion and be in charge of a team. However, it takes commitment, personality, and focus to really become a quality leader. Excellent leadership skills are something most people can develop over time. While some people already have the confidence and vision to be a great leader, for others, they may need to build their leadership skills from the ground up. Either way, the point is, it can be done. So if you're in a position where you need to start showcasing your leadership side, don't worry. I'm going to give you some strategies to help you with that. So the following tips could give you the guidance that you need to build your position as a motivational and effective and inspirational leader. Here are the strategies I want you to try. First of all, know what kind of leader you want to be. It's hard to become a motivational leader and inspiring leader, that leader that's really effective if you don't know what one looks like. So you need to have a general idea that you describe a strong leader. How would you do that? If I said, get a piece of paper, jot down some some things, write down five, what does a strong leader look like? You want to do that so that you can have a benchmark to aim towards. A good way to start is to look into some inspirational figures that are in your industry. So think about the kind of leaders that appeal most to you and find out what kind of leadership styles they they use. Then when you think about transformational leaders, transformational leaders stand out because they're empowering, they're positive, they're inspiring, but each person approaches their role differently. Then if you're not sure what your leadership style is, guess what? You can take some assessments. Um, There are some online and absolutely, yes, we have them available with our company here at Turning Point Training and Development as well. But find one that you can take. There are different ones out there. So if you need to look at your personality style and behavior, like we do the dis. assessment for you. If you think about strengths, then we also use the Clifton Strengths Finder. So there's lots out there. Find something you want, get an idea of what what your leadership style may be. Once you know what kind of leader you are 
and who you want to become, you can start planning um, a a route that's going to get you there. Or let's call it this. Let's call it your route to success. The second thing I want to share with you is encourage creativity. If you really want to achieve incredible things, it's important to encourage those around you. A creative team is more likely to come up with positive ideas on how to grow your business, your department, your organization, and generate new opportunities. Love to give you some tips behind that. Because with that in mind, be sure that everyone in your staff feels comfortable sharing their thoughts with you. Let me pause there for a second. If your team is creative and they don't feel comfortable sharing with you, you are not doing a good job as a leader. Yes, there's a difference. I hear you already, Mary. I have very quiet team members or that's not their personality, style, and behavior, or here's some people say, well, I have a team full of introverts. That's okay. That doesn't mean that they don't want to share. You just have to make sure it's comfortable for them to share and find out how they would like to do that. The other is offer challenges to your team. Ask your team members to compete with their best ideas. That's a little bit of fun competition. You could also ensure that it's easy for people from all over your business to provide feedback about the ideas that they like most. So you could even do it um, anonymously, right? Everyone come up with their best idea. Um, Only maybe one person will know whose idea is what. It'll be kept a secret. Let everyone in the organization, you know, uh, make comments or vote or you know, have some great Q&A sessions on what they think would work best and why. Third, I'd like to share with you, embody the values that you want to see. Oh, my goodness. Leaders are there to guide and inspire the people around them. If you want to see incredible things from your staff, give them a model to replicate. Uh, I know that sounds so simple, right? There is nothing more challenging than when we as leaders are asking for this like level of, of excellence, but we don't deliver as well. I'm not even talking about everything's not in our wheelhouse. You know, I'll say some things joke. There are certain things that I'm like, that is just not my ministry. That is not my gift. That's not where my talents lie. But if you think about the areas that, that are, then you want, you want to model that, right? And I know it can be difficult to present yourself as a role model, particularly if you're new to leadership. It all starts with understanding your values. Okay? Think about the kind of things that matter most to you as a leader and what you want to see in those that are following you. Because remember, we're not leaders if nobody's following us, right? Leaders have to have followers, <laughs> right? When you begin to showcase the things that you ask for from your staff, you'll notice that they can more often imitate the actions you want to see, right? This is probably even even more important when organizations come to us and they want to start talking about changing the culture or how do we become more diversified, uh, inclusive, and make sure we're equitable and that people feel like they belong. How about you showcase it and you be the example? Let me give another one. If you want your employees to be passionate about their roles, how about you show evidence of your own passion? Do it often. Let them see it. 
not in an arrogant role, but think, hey, I love what we do. If I am upset and angry about doing things that are part of the job and, and I'm the one in leadership, what do you think the impact is going to be on the others on the team? Here's the next one. Jot this one down. Invest in communication. Strengthen your communication skills wherever possible wherever and whenever possible. Some of you are doing it consistently right now because you listen to podcasts, you're listening to ours, you're listening to others. When you have time, you're reading a book about communications as a leader. Hopefully some of you um, are getting enrolled in our <laughs> um, leadership development programs and courses and mastermind groups and interactive leadership groups that we do. That is how you invest in yourself when it comes to communication, because this includes ensuring that you can effectively communicate when you're chatting to people over um, a video call or if it's a conference call, as well as when you are communicating in person. Let me give you a couple bullet points behind that. Good leaders should always make time to talk to their colleagues and team members as often as possible. I am not just talking about finding out what they did over the weekend, I'm not just talking about, you know, kind of shooting the breeze and being super social or even to the point of being disruptive, depending on your personality style and behavior, but really thinking about having those engaging intentional conversations with your colleagues and team members. And everything does not have to be scheduled. It could be, hey, um, on Tuesday, I'm going to make sure that I walk through and speak and talk and chat with this particular department, and I'm going to spend about 35, 40 minutes there. Um, on this day, I'm going to hit this department, and this is where I want to spend some time because we're all about building relationships, and that's part about communication. This includes the lines of communication being open so your staff can come to you with any feedback that they haven't been able to share in a group meeting or a recent session. Sometimes we'll call this the open door policy. And I, I want to give some warnings on that because we, uh, in a recent training that came up, it's like, okay, I've got this open, open door policy does not mean you want to be the dumping ground for all the gossip, all the complaints. When we're talking about this, keeping the the lines of communication open, we're looking for their creativity. Hey, I noticed that this isn't working well. I have a couple of thoughts on what we could do to address that. Could we chat about it? Sure, come on in. Or we've got some issues going on. I think, I think I've got a couple of tips that maybe we could try. That's what you're looking for, keeping the lines of communication open so that they're able to come get feedback and especially like they were, they didn't have time maybe to share in another meeting. The other piece of that is ensure that no one ever feels nervous about coming to you with insight or just questions about what to do next. If your team is not comfortable coming to you, we've got a whole nother set of issues going on there. You make sure you be intentional about making sure that no one on the team ever feels nervous about coming to you, whether it's something they're seeing and in insight, whether they're coming to you with suggestions, and most of all, if they have questions about what they're doing or what to do next. Okay, let me give you, I'm, I'm going to give you one more. Let me give one more. Encourage and motivate your team. 
as a leader, you can judge yourself by the success of your team. Ultimately, remember this, and I know this this is going to sound a little old school. The wins of the people you lead are your wins as well. Okay, it's important to constantly encourage and motivate and inspire your team members to achieve the best outcomes. Let me pause there for a moment. Sometimes it is super easy for us to encourage and motivate the person who's already excelling and they're at the top. What about the folks in the middle? And then, oh, wait a minute. What about those that are below whatever the mark is? They need encouragement as well. They need to know, I'm not hitting the goal. I'm missing the mark. Hey, but you're here because I still see potential in you. Let's work through it. Encourage and motivate them. Ask your team members to give their input as often as they can, because you can also make it easier for people who are less extroverted to share their ideas. Those are our introverted introverted people. Remember, those are the ones that maybe they don't talk a whole lot uh, in the meetings. And sometimes it may not even be that they're, you know, an introvert. They just may need to process information because that's their personality, style, and behavior. Providing a digital environment where people can submit insight anonymously might also really be a good idea in some business landscapes because sometimes people don't want their information out there or if it's like that was a horrible idea and that came from a top leader, you want to make it comfortable, but that's something you could always offer is you allow them to provide their input anonymously. And in others, it might be helpful to sit down with staff members face-to-face ever so often so you can discuss their goals and how they align with the overall targets of the business. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? I can remember years ago, matter of fact, it was at our church that our pastor was looking for doing some additional mental health in-house as a ministry who knew that we actually had members that were looking to go back to school and get their master's so that they could be a licensed social worker, so that could be a licensed counselor, um, that they wanted to be a therapist. But you don't know if you don't have communication and meetings and conversations with those that surround you to find out what their goals are. How phenomenal is it when you can sit back and say, oh my goodness, I didn't even know you did that. I'm so glad we talked about that. What do you really want to do? I I love when I have someone come to uh, our team and it's like, you may do this, but I didn't know that you really have this passion to be a trainer or a speaker or a coach. That is phenomenal. Let's start working on those skills. Let's get you certified. What do we need to do to help you? And do you want to do both roles? That is so cool. Strengthen your leadership skills with the strategies that I've given you and become the leader that you aspire to be. I'm Mary Ricketts. To your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. 
That's turning-point.newzendler.com.